Radio. You're listening to a Sacred Heart reflection with Father Anthony Bernard. The feast of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. The feast came about from Jesus appearing to a nun, who's called Margaret Mary, and he appeared to her over a period of time and told her some beautiful revelations for us. They call them the four great apparitions, and one particular apparition where Jesus appeared to her. This is what he said. My divine heart is so full of love for men, and for you in particular, that it is unable to contain within itself the flames of its burning love. I must spread them abroad by means of yourself, and so manifest yourself to men to enrich them with the treasures this heart contains. I reveal to you the price of these treasures. They contain graces of holiness and salvation, which are necessary to draw men from the abyss of loss. I have chosen you in spite of your unworthiness and ignorance for the attainment of this great design, so it may better appear that it has done by myself. And he's revealing to us the abundant love he has for us. And he wants to, what he says, pour out his blessings and graces upon us within our hearts. And it's interesting, the reason why they believed uh, the messages were coming from from Jesus was because of the humility of Margaret Mary and the, what she suffered and went and endured, which is very important, is to speak to us. Because when people are arrogant and, and proud, the message doesn't come through, or people find it hard to believe that God spoke through them. Then the second message, the second great apparition, Jesus appeared to her and, and disclosed his heart and encouraged. He asked Margaret Mary to have this heart, this figure painted in a picture, so that it can be a way of means of speaking to us through the image. He speaks to us through the image, just so we can receive graces. This is what Margaret Mary relayed. He assured me that we must honour the heart of God under the figure of his heart of flesh, pictured on which he wished to be exposed in order to touch the insensible hearts of men, and that whenever this picture should be exposed, to be singularly honoured, it would draw down every sort of blessings. So the image became an icon, an icon of, of graces, an icon of allowing God to speak to us and to, to pour out his blessings upon us. Then there's a third apparition. And third apparition is interesting. Margaret Mary was asked to receive communion on the first Friday of every month and to make for herself a holy hour from 11 o'clock to midnight every Thursday night. And the Lord added to her to um, get permission through her superiors before she did it. And Jesus always made sure never to to force her to do anything unless she received permission through the obedience of her superiors. Then the fourth apparition, this is the beautiful words he says, Behold this heart which has so loved mankind that it has spared itself nothing 
and yet has received in return from the majority of mankind only ingratitude, coldness, and neglect of me in the sacrament of my love. But what is even more painful to me is that it is hearts consecrated to me which use me thus. Because of this I ask you to have the first Friday after the octave of Corpus Christi kept as a special feast in honour of my heart by the receiving of communion upon that day and by making a reparation of honour for the insults offered to the host during its exposition upon the altars. Wow. That message we just read Jesus endorsed this Feast of the Sacred Heart to be celebrated after Corpus Christi, the Friday after Corpus Christi, called the Feast of the Sacred Heart. And he asked each of us, the purpose of that feast is to console his heart, to make some kind of reparation for all the offenses made against him in, in the Sacred Sacrament, in his presence in the Eucharist particularly, unfortunately, from people who, um, priests like myself, who can be very uh, complacent and irreverent to the presence of Jesus in Eucharist, which I find myself guilty at times. And this is an opportunity to make reparation for our lack of reverence and lack of love and lack of gratitude for Jesus' present Eucharist and to give him consolation. And that was particularly important when Jesus asked Margaret Mary to pray between 11 and uh, midnight, the night before. That was because it was in remembrance of Jesus in his last hour of agony in the Garden of Gethsemane when he was abandoned by his apostles. He asked Margaret Mary to prostrate herself in front of the Blessed Sacrament and to meditate on his passion. So we we are called on this Feast of the Sacred Heart to contemplate God's mercy, God's love, God's compassion for us and for humanity and to be mindful of his love for us and his suffering and how we can console his heart to do some kind of act of reparation for the offences that are made against him. And leading up to this Feast of the Sacred Heart, and, or continuing on from the Sacred Heart of Jesus, Feast of the Sacred Heart, we're invited to participate in the First Fridays as well, in honour of the Sacred Heart. So it's a continual kind of devotional thing of, of remembrance and, and honour and reparation and prayers. In essence, what Jesus is asking, returning to us, his graces, graces that he wants to pour out upon us, so much so that he gave 12 promises. And I read some of those promises out. First one, I'll give them all the graces necessary for their state of life. I'll establish peace in their families. I'll console them in all their troubles. They shall find in my heart an assured refuge during life, and especially at the hour of death. I will pour abundant blessings on all their undertakings. Sinners shall find in my heart the source of an infinite ocean of mercy. Tepid souls shall become fervent. Fervent souls shall 
speedily rise to great perfection. I'll bless the homes where an image of my heart shall be exposed and honoured. I'll give to priests the power of touching the most hardened hearts. Those who propagate this devotion shall have their names written in my heart, never to be effaced. The all-powerful love of my heart will grant to all those who shall receive communion on the first Friday of nine consecutive months the grace of final repentance. Thou shalt not die under my displeasure, nor without receiving the sacraments. My heart shall be their assured refuge at the last hour. They're beautiful promises. It's an opportunity to receive abundant graces in all our states of life to help us to grow in holiness and love and commitment. And that's what the Feast of Sacred Heart's about. I want to share something to put this in perspective. The Feast of the Sacred Heart, Jesus' revelation of his Sacred Heart, is not something that's unknown and out of nowhere in the Catholic Church. In the early 11th century, 12th century, we saw the devotion, or a particular devotion, by the Holy Spirit stir the hearts of some holy people, particularly Saint Gertrude and Saint Militude. They received insights, revelations of his Sacred Heart, and talked about it, and wrote about Jesus' Sacred Heart. And in particular, this is something very interesting too. The Jesuit order, there were some um, saints in the Jesuit order who particularly had a deep awareness of Jesus' sacred heart and wrote about it and wrote some mystical writings about it. And some saints that I've mentioned, Father Alarez de Paz, St. Francis Borgia, St. Peter Canisius, St. Aloysius Gonzaga and St. Alphonse Rodriguez. And they were practicing this devotion of the Sacred Heart before the message was revealed to Margaret Mary. And funny enough, Margaret Mary's spiritual director was a Jesuit, Claude Combier. So him, knowing his own history and hearing this message by God through Margaret Mary, was able to accept it better and to embrace it and to endorse it, knowing the authenticity of and credibility of Margaret Mary. So we see the Jesuits become the promoter of the devotion of the Sacred Heart, which is important in, in that early history. And they were very strong. Now, for whatever reason, over maybe the last 30 years, the devotion of the Sacred Heart, for some reason, has faded and and I'm going to read something from Father Pedro Arupe. Now, he was a general of the Society of Jesus from 1965 to 1983. And he wrote something very, very profound to his own members, to his own order. And I want to read this. And these are his words. If you want my advice, I would say to you, after 53 years of living in the society and almost 16 of being its general, that there is a tremendous power latent in this devotion to the heart of Christ. Each of us should discover it for himself. If he has not already done so, then entering deeply into it 
apply to his personal life in whatever way the Lord may suggest and grant. There is he there is here an extraordinary grace that God offers us. And then he goes on after a few words. And yet I am convinced there could be few proofs of the spiritual neural of the society so clear as a widespread and vigorous devotion of the heart of Jesus. Our apostolate would receive new strength and we would see its effects very soon, both in our personal lives and in our apostolic activities. Radio.org.au, nourishing the soul of the digital generation.